It's the pastor's heart and Dominic Steele and a second word of prophetic leadership today. Last week on this program, we spoke to Stu Cameron of Sydney's Wesley Central Mission, and he talked about the massive problems in his denomination. He said, we've failed the Great Commission, we've stifled entrepreneurial leaders and lost the gospel. And Stu gave us a radical ground up rethink, including a phenomenally different way of thinking about dealing with the Uniting Church's massive property assets. And then his final line was, if nothing else works, we blow it all up. Today, an equally controversial and important word, this time from Sydney's Anglican Bishop for the Georges River region, Peter Lynn. Peter Lynn had everyone in Sydney's Anglican Church talking after his presidential address at the Sydney Anglican Synod a fortnight ago, where he defined the tasks facing the next Archbishop of Sydney. Now, we've linked to that address in the show notes. There were five key tasks, said Bishop Lynn. The strategic moment, the cultural moment, the national church moment, the personal moment, and the gospel moment. But it's the strategic moment that we're talking about today. Peter Lynn is with me, as is the chair of the Anglican Growth Corporation, Ross Jones. Peter, in that address, I thought as I listened to you, he believes this and he really wants it to happen and he's going totally out on a limb for this. And I saw your pastor's heart ache uh, for the fields. Not so much that we need shepherds, but that we need churches. What do you mean by that? Yeah, thanks, Dom. Um, uh, when we look at the growth areas of Sydney, uh, we're, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, I spent 17 years in the Fairfield Bosley Park Parish. and It was a parish of 60,000 people. The Fairfield local government area is 200,000 people, uh, and there are three Anglican churches mm-hmm. in there. And... Uh, uh, really felt the frustration of not having enough gospel workers on the ground, not even having enough churches uh, on the ground. Uh, And so when you look at the new growth areas of Sydney, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. If you take the northwest and southwest growth areas together, uh, uh, we're we're talking eventually about 1.5, 1.6 million people there. Uh, And and currently, the, the churches... That we, that we have in those areas, uh, uh, I think there's some, there's a few in the north and there's a few in the southwestern area, and that's it. Hundreds of thousands of people will move in, and there won't be churches for them to go to, right? Where they can, uh, where the gospel can go out from, and they can come into to hear about Jesus. You made quite a stark comparison in your speech between the way Linfield on the North Shore is serviced yeah. and the way churches in that new growth area are going to be the area. Do you want to just give us that? Yes. Sorry for everyone in Lingfield. Yeah, I, I grew I, up around there, so <laughs> I, I grew up. I grew up in that area. Uh, but but Lingfield has three churches: Lingfield, West Lingfield, East Lingfield. Uh, and the area that they cover uh, is about fifteen thousand people, mm-hmm. uh, or eighteen thousand, depending on whose figures you look at. Uh, by comparison, the Aerotropolis, the, the new Bradfield city mm-hmm. uh, in southwest Sydney around the airport, uh, just in kind of the immediate area around it, say within uh, 20 kilometres of it, there's over 300,000, I think I said in my, in my address 300, but there's something like 310, 312,000 people that will move into just that 
that area. And we have no plan for churches. Uh, well, we have Oran Park, we have Leppington, and we have Hoxton Park, just on the outskirts of that mm -hmm. area. Uh, they're, they're between 18 to 20 kilometres from the centre of Bradfield. So it's 300,000 people, uh, and we have three churches in that area, and we have areas like, and I can point to other areas in the diocese uh, that have similar ratios to Linfield. Um, and, and so it's just really a question of, well, you know, we've put three churches in that area to reach 15,000 people or 18,000 people. What are we going to do for that 300,000 people just in that particular area of Sydney? And, and currently, uh, we've, got no, we've got nothing in place apart from those three churches. Yeah. Well, Ross Jones, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's important that we, we look at this strategically. I mean, first of all, um, defining the task has been important. So uh, really, we, um, uh, we've done some, some uh, research uh, looking at uh, future population growth. And what it confirms is that to keep up with the population growth, uh, in uh, greenfield and uh, in urban infill areas, we're going to need to be building one church every year for the next 35 years. Now, our current pace is one church every four years. Um, so we really need to get our skates on and, and, and work out how to uh, increase the pace of, of that, uh, that development. Um, so it's, it's buying every bit of land you can and it's thinking strategically about where we need to be and we've got that strategic framework to be able to do that now um, and targeting those areas where uh, the greatest growth is going to happen uh, and now knowing when that's likely to happen we can better target uh, where we want a uh, land bank uh, and then um, and just then, explain that term land so bank. La land bank is is to buy land uh, well in advance of uh, when you need it, uh, so that um, you can uh, take advantage of, of uh, getting the right location, but also take advantage of, if there are changes to zoning, uh, the uplift that you can get in the value of that land as mm -hmm. well. Um, but it is taking... you, you've had some wins in the past from land banking. Oh, is very that... much so. Yeah. yeah so uh, you know, Peter uh, before uh, mentioned uh, uh, the new Aerotropolis. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the Mission Property uh, Committee did a great job buying a piece of land there that is in prime location for uh, ministry and evangelism mm -hmm. infrastructure there. Um, and we have more space than we need, uh, which is another strategic approach that uh, when we do build on there, we can redevelop the excess land and that can help fund the next, um, the next uh, church that mm -hmm. we, we try and build. Mm -hmm. um, Peter, you're telling me, it, I mean, we've just been talking Sydney, but you're out talking to church leaders around Australia and in other places and it's not just a Sydney issue, it's a... Yeah, yeah, not at all. Uh, so, yeah, I've been to regional areas of both New South Wales and Victoria, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, where, You're telling me about Tamworth, yeah. Yeah, our ta Tamworth is exploding. Uh, so a little uh, country the, town, 35,000? Well, so, yeah, yeah, not, so, not so little anymore, but that, that's, they've got new massive growth areas. Uh, and, and the Anglican churches there are fantastic. They mm -hmm. all work together very, very closely. Uh, and yeah, I spent a, a, a day with them oh, a few years ago now, mm -hmm. uh, just helping them to think more about those growth areas. Mm -hmm. Because again, they've got, uh, at that point anyway, they didn't have any land or particular plans mm -hmm. for those areas. Uh, but just, 
knowing that their population is going to massively, I can't remember the figures now, but mm. massively increase. I mean, obviously, How do you get ministry in there? And obviously when we're talking about somewhere like Tamworth, the numbers are tiny compared to a big city yes. like Sydney. Yeah. But yeah. the principle is the same, that we need to be thinking about this area where, and actually, I, th I think we'd say in a settled area like where we are right now, um, it's, it's my responsibility as the local minister and our leader, church leadership team to be thinking about the mission of this district, but you're thinking about the districts that are not yet settled. Yeah, correct. And I don't want anyone to hear me say we should neglect areas that are already built up. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to continue to see how we can reach people with the gospel. And uh, we've got the urban renewal projects that are going on in our built-up areas mm -hmm. so that we can better utilise the properties that we have there to reach people with the gospel. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about the new growth areas, there's actually no churches there to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there, there are no locations that we have. Uh, and and we can't, so we can't say, well, why don't they just do it? Because there's no one there yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have to provide the, the, the location and the place for them so that we can put people there so that they can tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. Um, you had a number about, I mean, uh, Sydney, the percentage of people, one side of Parramatta and the other side of Parramatta and the shifting movement west. Tell us that. Yeah, yeah so uh, at the moment our, our population is, is more concentrated uh, east of Parramatta uh, 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 is it by 2036 or 2056? Mm. Uh, 20 there'll be 2056. 50% mm. of the population will be west of Parramatta. Mm -hmm. Okay, but we have 70% of our church assets east of Parramatta, mm -hmm. and 30% of them west of Parramatta. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're well catered for in terms of locations and, and places for the gospel to go out and for God's people to gather east of Parramatta, but far, far, far uh, catered for west of Parramatta going into the future. Mm -hmm. And the thing about looking into the future is that the way they, they plan new developments now is they plan the whole development. Mm. So if you don't get in at the start, you won't get in later. Mm. Once the development is planned and then put in place, that's it. And so we actually need to be uh, getting the land and putting the, the, the buildings in at the time when they're putting together when the When they're starting plan. to do the, the maps the of the streets and Correct. things like that. Yeah. Correct. Now, Ross, I, th I think you've been telling me that you've had a good relationship with the developer at Oran Park, mm. and he's up to do another development. Is that right? Very yeah. much so. Very much so. Uh, the, the developer there wanted uh, a, a church presence on the top of the hill mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then also uh, wanted uh, an integration with uh, a school uh, and also uh, with uh, uh, aged care mm -hmm. uh, living as well, all around the Which central. Which is actually a really sensible yeah. um, approach from a developer. It, yeah. Exactly. They're not just and about houses. They're thinking, it, it, we think, need to do other things. Thinking community yeah. and yeah. how it fits together. All that's around the central sporting field as well. Um, so it's a, a real hub. And uh, he was speaking to me recently and very, uh, very happy with the Oran Park development. They've got probably another five major developments going up the Northern that Road. That big company, yeah. five major yeah. developments. And over, yeah. over the next 20 or 30 years. And uh, they're really keen to, to do some more work with us. And, and those are the types of things that Peter was talking about, where we can get in there right at the start and help form a community the way uh, that is uh, good for the community, but also good for the gospel.
and, and we could get in on all of those five if we got our act together. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we get our act together? Uh, well, uh, we, uh, we, we have meetings like uh, Peter and I attended with the developer and, uh, and, and come up with a, a concept uh, that shows that we're, we are working together, Anglican schools, Anglicare, uh, the diocese, all working together uh, for both a community benefit uh, from the developer's perspective, um, but also to provide that, uh, that community hub, if you like, where uh, people can be welcomed uh, into the community, but also have a, a place where they can be welcomed into, into a church community as well. Uh, it, it's great to have a developer who's uh, sympathetic to, uh, to Christianity. Uh, there's many that aren't. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really important that we form a strong partnership with this developer and, um, uh, and, and really help him to see what our strategies are in the future so that uh, he can have confidence in us as an organisation as well. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, and I, I imagine, I mean, the bottom line is a developer's not going to be keen on you if you don't have any money. Do you know? You, mm. You've actually yep. got to buy the land. And yep. so what kind of ramping up do we need to do in that area? And yeah. how do we do it? Yeah. Well, look, uh, we, we really need to, to work together as a, uh, as a diocese rather than just uh, looking at the, king, the kingdom as my parish. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we are doing that to an extent. Uh, so there's a, a, a number of different initiatives that have been in place for, for a while to help with that funding. The 2% uh, land acquisition levy that all churches pay, that helps to contribute to the, the land purchases. Uh, giving to... Is that buying enough land? No, nowhere near, nowhere near. Okay, so what should we do? Yeah. I mean, well, put the argument, argue for 10%, <laughs> argue for 20%, argue, what, what do you, look, what, look, what, I, what gets the job done? Yeah, <laughs> so, so I think uh, yeah, asking, asking parishes for more than that 2% is, uh, is something that's going to be difficult across the board. If parishes feel that they want to give more than they are, than the 2%, they can give to new churches for new communities who are also working uh, at building the churches that, that, that we provide. The other aspect is the, the urban renewal pilot program. The intent of that is the more uh, churches that activate their land with, uh, with ministry infrastructure, but also uh, social infrastructure that can generate some income, that will contribute to the overall funding of uh, new churches and new land as well. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the strategy that is going to increase the funding the, the, the most, and we're really going hard on that. Um, but certainly, are you seeing progress there? Very much so. Very much so. So we uh, we had three churches uh, sign up to uh, for redevelopment uh, before Christmas. Uh, by the middle of this year, we'll have another seven, uh, and we've got about eighty-five who have shown interest. Um, and in addition to those ten, so there's an, a whole lot of pipeline to to be able to to increase that amount of income that's available uh, for investment in. Uh, in, in new church developments, but it's going to take some time uh, to flow through the system. Uh, we need to play catch-up, uh, but we have got a strategy in place um, to, to play that catch-up game. All I'd say to um, uh, parishes and specifically to parishioners as well is if they do want to get behind this, then uh, New Churches for New Communities, NCNC, is the place to do that, uh, and they can... Um, help uh, financially uh, getting onto the NCNC webpage. Uh, they can also um, 
importantly helps help via prayer. We mm -hmm. we need prayer for this, and we need an, an attitude of uh, we're Sydney Anglicans operating for the kingdom and not just the parish. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's an attitude change that we really need to to get happening across the board. Yes. Yeah, can I be yeah. can I be bold? Yeah, mm. go. I mean, I liked you the other day <laughs> in that speech. <laughs> <laughs> push it While I'm on a good run. Uh, it might end after I say this. <laughs> maybe, and maybe another thing that people can think about is, do we, or are we willing to sell our church building mm -hmm. uh, in order to fund land and a building in one of those growth areas? Yes. We, mm -hmm. we have, uh, uh, and I won't mention names here, mm -hmm. but I, I believe that in the diocese we have uh, several churches that are, are well underutilised. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, maybe if we sold those, and I can think of some that we could possibly sell, uh, so we're not selling off the farm at all. In fact, mm. we're increasing our footprint yeah. because most of these churches that we could sell uh, in already urban built-up areas would actually buy a much bigger piece of land in these new growth areas and probably build a much bigger bigger church so mm. i'm just putting well, it I out there the discussion and it, it was probably almost 20 years ago under the new capital project mm. and um they analyzed how many dollars were caught up in each church per parish mm. and on one end of the scale it was three hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars per parishioner mm. for one par one parish right down to twenty five dollars per mm. parishioner mm. for another parish and yeah. and somewhere <laughs> there was logic yeah. in between those two scales, yeah. but yeah. but I think you're saying we, we've got to if if we are going to do any good here mm. in the long run, we've got to be prepared to make some hard decisions. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. Definitely. Are, you, are you? I mean, have you had any conversations like that with anyone? I have. Yes, <laughs> I won't mention any names. Well, but how did they but, go? Well, uh, uh, so, so far, not much success. Uh, but I. I uh, I think like many things to do with the Christian faith, it, it requires many conversations. Mm. It requires people to uh, uh, understand the need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's more than one conversation. Um, and I would, I would really love uh, to take people, if anyone wanted to, uh, maybe we'll organise some bus tours or something, <laughs> actually out to that area mm, yep. to, to have a look, to see how it's exploding. Well, I was arguing at a meeting last night that, you were? that, yes. that we should actually, I mean, someone like me who li lives eight kilometres, eight minutes from the central business district, um, uh, to actually understand what's going out there. Some of those key meetings, whether it's the standing committee or the synod, they actually need to meet in Western Sydney mm. Um and think about what the problems are. Mm. Be fantastic. Mm. Yeah. And, and actually, if we yeah. if we actually met there, then actually we would we mm. would start to realise that this is a real problem that we mm. could do something mm. about. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is that um, th this is actually the responsibility of all of us, which mm. is what I was saying in my address. Mm. Uh, this is this is not somebody else's problem. This is not somebody else's issue. Mm. Uh, we've been entrusted with the with the city, mm. and this is part of the city. It's mm. the growing part of the city. Uh, and we just can't pretend that it's not happening out there. Mm. We, we just can't. And I guess you're thinking, wow, 
we've got a moment, and if we don't miss this moment, we've lost it. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's right. Because, as I said before, if, if we don't get in, when these new developments are being planned, it's not like they can do the whole development and say, well, let's, let's choose that for, for a church site or something. It's, that's too late then. Mm-hmm. You've, you've actually got to be there in the development planning. Mm. You've got to be on the table then. Uh, and uh, uh, if we miss that opportunity, we can't go back in later. Mm. It'll be virtually impossible to go back in later. So just take us to that a mind map of that city of Bradfield that you were talking about before. You said we've got church on the left end, church on the, church mm. on the north end, church on the south end, yeah. church mm. on the west end, but mm. nothing in the middle of that key metropolis at mm. the moment. Yeah, mm. And that seems to be the key issue. Yeah, yeah. so, so that, that metropolis or the aerotropolis is a, 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 a good example of good strategic planning in that uh, we have got a, a piece of land that, uh, that we've, we've thought about uh, yeah. a, a number of years ago and purchased that. But there's going to be other centres as well. So, it, so right at the middle, we've got a bit of land, but yeah. we need more infill. Yeah, I, I should say also those churches on the on the outer rim, they're all in in areas that are going through massive growth as well. Um, so they're going to struggle enough to ser- service the parishes that they're already in, let yeah. alone think about uh, going servicing a, a, a new growing area. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a twenty kilometre distance mm-hmm. between where our churches are now. And, and right in the, in the centre of, of Bradfield. Mm-hmm. So if we don't do anything, that would be like having two churches between Botany and Bankstown. Mm-hmm. Two churches. Yeah. Yep. Mm. We've got other areas too that are, are, are interesting. You've got a place like Riverston. Now, Riverston yeah. Parish has got about 18,000 people in it at the moment. By 2056, it'll be upward of around 160,000 yeah. people. And we have uh, a, a church plant in there at the moment. Uh, and we have plans to, uh, to expand that, that uh, church that we've got a site for. But we're going to need three churches, three, three uh, churches or sub-parishes, if you like, uh, in that particular area over the next, uh, next period of time. Um, though, so it's not just uh, the Aerotropolis, it's, it's Riverston, it's um, uh, you know, South Creek. There's a whole range of areas where we need to be able to expand our, our presence to keep up with that population growth. Why don't you pray? Yeah. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the glorious gift of the gospel, for drawing us to yourself through the Lord Jesus. We thank you also, Father, for the privilege that you grant us to be part of uh, your plans and purposes for the gospel to go out into this city. Father, we firstly pray that you would enable us to continue to proclaim Christ faithfully and eagerly in the places that we already are. But Father, we also pray that you might give us a vision of the new growth areas and the hundreds of thousands of people that will move into there. Father, please give us a heart for them uh, and a, 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 and a desire uh, that they might hear the, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that uh, you would uh, enable us as a, as a diocese, as a church, uh, to do what is needed uh, to see uh, churches and gospel communities in those places uh, so that they can hear about Jesus, turn to him in repentance and faith, and bring glory to your name through that. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen.
Now, Peter, I'm just imagining our, our normal Pastors Heart audience is senior pastors and assistant ministers, but I'm, I'm suspecting that a few of them on listening to this or watching this today will think, you know what, I ought to show this episode to my church leadership council. And um, you've got 45 seconds. What's your pitch to the what? church leadership council, the parish councils that, who, are, who are watching you now? Yeah. yeah one, I would say... Uh, go and have a look at the gospel opportunities mm. that are there and what your church can do to to help see the gospel going to, into those areas. Uh, this, is, this is a mission field that's our backyard. Secondly, I think about what can we do to support mission in those areas, whether it's giving to NCNC or, or something like that, uh, to see uh, buildings built so that people can hear about Jesus. And lastly, I'd say, well, if, if we're in a church where we have let's say, lazy assets mm. of some sort, mm. can that be better, better utilised by a new church in that area? Can we sell it mm-hmm. or can we use the cash that we get from it or something mm. to help fund new ministries in these new areas for hundreds of thousands of people? And if you want me to come and chat to you personally, I will. Great. <laughs> My guests on The Pastor's Heart, Peter Lynn, the uh, Bishop of George's River in Sydney, and Ross Jones from the Anglican Church Growth Corporation. And we've been thinking about what to do in Greenfield's areas. Now, the Reach Australia conference uh, kicks off this afternoon, and uh, our staff team, along with many other church staff teams, are going to be part of that. And uh, I'll be bringing you a special interview with Gary Miller from the Gospel Coalition, the chair of the Gospel Coalition, and he's the keynote speaker at that Reach Australia conference uh, over the next oh, 24, 36 hours. So you can look forward to that. And we'll be back next Tuesday afternoon for the Pastors Hour. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.